Hello and welcome to another edition of Thrive in the Decline. I'm Josh Kugel. Shaming people for behaviors isn't new. Neither is shaming people online for their real-world behavior. It just seems to be getting worse lately, and our fears and boredom and politics, especially from the last year and a half, seem to be giving us pretty petty reasons to be willing to shame someone else publicly. This week I was reading a thread on Twitter where users would post pictures of friends and strangers that they took where the person they were attempting to shame was wearing a mask improperly. Get that. The person was wearing a mask, but not to the satisfaction of the one taking the picture. One man, a medical doctor, himself fully vaccinated and wearing a N95 mask, complained about how he had to continue to ask a man sitting next to him on a plane to stop pulling his mask down to sip his coffee. His refusal to give in to the doctor's demands resulted in a wordy story about the man, described often as wearing a mask under his chin, sipping his coffee next to two other people on a plane. This story was sent to the doctor's 40,000 followers, and personally, I worry that this post was more about virtue signaling, you know, intent more on showing the virtue of the medical doctor, but it's also an attempt to shame others into submission. What followed were hundreds of people posting photos and stories that they had put together and taken of other people wearing their masks improperly. One user took a photo of an older woman sitting next to them on a plane with a mask on, but even though her mask was over her nose, there was a gap between the mask and her face, allowing air to pass through. This photo and hundreds of others were liked and retweeted by many of this doctor's followers. This got me thinking. I think we often don't consider that the behavior we exhibit is not something we'd want to have turned towards us. The way we judge others is often not the way we'd want to be judged. The way we nitpick a fast food worker or a Walmart employee, and yes, even an older woman wearing her mask improperly, is often not the way we'd want to have our own or our kids' behaviors nitpicked. Yes, there are sins worthy of correcting. Yes, we should hope to be treated fairly. And yes, we should hope that others are treated fairly publicly. But I wonder if Christians are to approach these issues differently. Shaming someone online is probably not something that godly people do. I realize that there have been times that people could not find justice through the correct means and have resorted to this because it was the only way, shaming someone online, that they could find to see justice. But I think this is rarely the case. Usually, as I said before, this is usually an attempt to make the person doing the shaming seem virtuous. And usually, it avoids proper channels for correcting behavior or finding justice and And most often, I think, it implies a very personal definition of justice to a situation involving other people. In other words, most of the time, it takes someone's own definition of justice and applies it in a setting where the other party is unaware of that definition. It also refuses to take into account the long-term effect that avoiding proper channels and hurting someone publicly can have. But it's the nitpickiness that worries me. How any behavior that some people find objectionable is enough to attempt to ruin another person's life over. Imagine being judged the way we judge others. I wonder if we should work on the thickness of our skin, if we should work on our inability to take one for the team or even to take one for our faith. I wonder if we need to remind ourselves that our offenses, whether big or small, are nothing close to the offenses that God has forgiven us of. Jesus told the story of a man forgiven a great debt who refused to forgive a moderately sized debt someone else owed him, and how his unforgiveness of the smaller debt ended up imprisoning him for the greater debt. 
Our spiritual reality is that we've been forgiven of the greatest debt and often take offense at the slightest wrongs done against us. This is not the kingdom's way. It's the world's way. Yes, we're supposed to fight for justice. Yes, we're supposed to judge sin and wrong. But yes, we're supposed to prevent wrongs done to us from putting us in prisons of anger and resentment, affecting our health and relationships with others, and ruining our witness as we Christians often present our God as an unforgiving God, in essence, taking his name in vain by our own actions towards others. I think we need to be offended less and be very careful, even when we are wronged, to not cause forgiveness to become too difficult to find. Shaming someone online puts a response to a temporary and perceived wrong done toward you in a permanent place that is impossible to take back and makes forgiveness almost impossible to come by. And forgiveness is a Christian must. Studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health even, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep, and reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. And research is even pointing to an increase in the forgiveness health connection as you age. Now, let me be clear. Refusing to take offense is not the same as condoning someone's poor behavior. And forgiving someone definitely does not include condoning their actions or giving them the right to repeat what they've done to you. Being someone who rarely takes offense, though, removes a lot of the ability another person has to hurt you. And becoming someone who forgives is really becoming someone who realizes that forgiveness is about being set free from the way others have hurt you. Jesus taught us to recognize both as he instructed us in what we often call the Lord's Prayer. When we pray, he says, and we're supposed to pray often, he teaches us to recognize that our spiritual lives and our physical lives are closely joined, that our holding things against others can cause strain on our relationship with God. He said, when you pray, pray like this, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. What if our refusal to be easily offended And what if our quickness to forgive is actually an acknowledgement and an outflowing of the great debt we've been forgiven by God? What if our refusal to be easily offended and our attempt to always create channels for forgiveness actually contributes to our being made whole, both physically and spiritually? Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. I'm